I ain't no potato, but I'm still getting baked with the bakers. It's me, Chris. It's me, Lauren. And here we are again for another exciting evening, morning, afternoon, together talking. On getting baked with the good old bakers. Yep. See, we'll start the same as every single time. Mm-hmm. Strain of the day, baby. Strain of the day. What do we got this time? Or is it a revisit? It's a revisit. It's definitely a revisit. One of our crowd pleasers, mm-hmm. SFVOG. Well, shit, it pleases me, too. I mean, just a crowd pleaser. I mean, maybe I'm just part of the crowd. Yeah, big old part of the crowd. No, this SFV is pretty dang good. Cali Connect is the breeder. Yep. Just a great all-around daytime, nighttime smoke. Mm-hmm. Nice and tasty. It's an easy one to grow, too, so it's hard to not go back to. Yep. Fortunately, I don't think we're going to be running it again for a while since we don't have any more seeds of it. But Sad days. So that's the way it goes. You win some and you lose some. And we've lost out on the good old SFB. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of those strains that we kind of finally hit that that breaking point with where we've run out of it and it just is what it is. And We like limped it along too with two, two seeds and we pop them just praying that they're going to turn out femme. Yep. 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 Let's see. Farm update. Farm updates, huh? Lost Highway. Beautiful. Beautiful place. Mm Mm-hmm. What's going on out there? Did you find the map on how to get there? Mm Mm-hmm. Found it. Found it. Made it. And it's looking good. It's looking wonderful. We got a lot of stuff going. Got the beautiful greenhouse all set up. It's vegging currently. Yep. I'm... I'm excited about that. Me too. It's, it's cool being able to, because I know I always get up extra early, and I'm always kind of sitting around, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for something to do. Now I can actually go out to the greenhouse in the yeah. morning, and it's light <laughs> be able out. To check on it. Yeah, I, I'm not in a hurry to finish watering before mm. light before the sun goes down. Yeah, and it's super pretty. At yeah, night. <laughs> dude, it's so cool to see it. I walk out the front door and just see it glowing in the distance and. Yeah, I gotta get it confused with the full moon tonight. Mm-hmm. I know. Last night I almost thought it was a greenhouse lighting up the whole yard, but I knew that wasn't impossible. <laughs> and then I looked up and saw that, but yeah, it was just a, a full moon. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, the full moon is gonna be. I'm uh-huh. super excited about that. But I made an FPJ. Me and my brother made an FPJ and an FFJ. What'd you make them with? Um, I made my FPJ with squash. And my FFJ, I use bananas, whole bananas, with the peel. Just cut them up and toss them in a jar with some brown sugar. Let it sit. and Yep, about 7 to 14 days usually. Strain it out, and those are good for nutrients and hormones. and. Yep. Those, those two are probably our most commonly done for We've mint. We've done a few other ones, but we these definitely ones are awesome. do a lot of other ones. These two seem to be the ones that, one, are easy to find the supplies for yeah you got to make sure they're organic we like to do local too yeah but we always try and source locally if we can and trying to source quality organic cleaning it really well before using it that's very important very important and they they just seem to do really well we use the squash both in veg mostly in veg but also some in flower and the banana is more for in early and mid flower than anything else but they both just seem to rock it really well we tried doing a huge one last year, and it just didn't turn out. We yeah. definitely like it better in jars. Yeah, we do a little bit better, a little bit smaller mm-hmm. scale on the ferments and jars. And 
I feel like you can keep a better eye on it too, seeing it. Uh-huh. It's cool when it's in the jar too. You see the actual progress. Yeah. I definitely have my eyes open on that local fruit and vegetable stand downtown. Mm-hmm. Waiting, waiting for them to open back up because I love going by there and seeing what they got fresh and ripe and ready to ferment and They're make something good with They're always blown away by it. how many we buy too. Yeah. You Definitely. really need that many? I mean, we eat squash a lot in our oh, house. Yeah. It's amazing. You can cook it so many different ways. But, yeah, when we start making our ferments, we definitely keep a bunch on hand. Um, we've been moving a bunch of soil from Sweet Valley over Lost Highway. Yep. It's gnarly moving those 65-gallon pots. You definitely get a workout. We, ch- we tried to let them dry out as much as we possibly could, but they still weigh a Hun. Yeah, our first one was super light. Yep. We thought that they, yeah, we thought the rest were going to be light, and the rest were super uh-huh. heavy. Getting them all the way up there into the truck. But it's pretty pretty exciting having soil coming into Lost Highway that's already got some cycles under its belt. And, and full we know life. what's in it. No, it's we in it. We tested it. And it's you know, starting to take some of that and filling up 10-gallon pots and smaller pots and transplanting into and putting some of our mothers into and everything. And then also taking some of those and setting some rows up outside in the next to the greenhouse for the fall season that'll be really cool to finally get to see how we decide to lay out our our outdoor space you know because we kind of got that little bit of a hillside that we can work with and being able to put some of the the taller ones up at the top of the hill and the lower ones and the shorter ones down at the bottom of the hill because the way the the sun will shine on them they'll all get light without really having shadows it'll be kind of a cool thing to see i'm excited about that I was just picturing it, and yeah, I I always love setting up. It's exciting. You never really have it pictured exactly the same in your mind, and when it all comes together, the sun's shining, you're out there, Mm -hmm. it just feels so right. We definitely learned a lot with last year on the 65s and how we can can put them closer together Mm -hmm. than we had them last year. But we got to remember to space them enough to be able to mow. Yeah, to be able to mow. You got to keep up on (laughs) that. Keep things clear, yeah, for sure. Not gonna have to put as many T posts, which will all be nice. So it's, you know, it's tricky to get around those, but you know, that's all good. I'm excited for trying some some bamboo structures for some support, along with some trellis net and all that, and just doing some different things since we're kind of going the small scale route here. And this will be definitely more visually appealing. Yeah, it'll not be that fun. the T posts weren't, but the bamboo's gonna be. Yeah, the energy will be there. Yeah. It'll be cool. Yeah. But yeah, I go. I mean, right now is a crucial time for prepping your whole grow, especially yep. you know prepping your soil, getting that ready, yep. you know pricing out your amendments, yep. which I mean, is important. It's all gonna get harder to find and source, and it's, prices are gonna go up on a lot of it. And if you can get yourself set up now, that's less work you gotta do at the last minute when you really need it, and you can dedicate your time to better stuff. And then too, yeah, with your soil, especially for outdoor growers or greenhouse growers, if you can start. Cook. Yeah, getting some some top dressings in there or even some microbial feeds and stuff like that, compost teas or anything Find like that. Your, uh, Try and get the nematodes. Yep, some nematodes in there to help with the microbiology and keeping any uh, caterpillars and armyworms away that might be coming, but really getting that soil going so that the life starts breaking down, the compost activity's there and it's, you know, prime and ready for when you come to transplant into and those pots those plants can just jump right in, take off and roots start reaching out and Give yourself a good head start. Speaking of transplanting, I made a rookie mistake. I'll be the first one to admit it. I overwatered our Shakitas like crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. 
I overwatered them and we had just transplanted them and boy did they experience some trauma. Yep. And I mean they bounced back really nice, but for those first few days you're like, shit, what did I do? What mm-hmm. did I do? But they you know, I overwatered, the roots weren't reaching out to the other soil, so it took it it took it hard. Yeah, it's tricky because they were going from just two little two liter pots into mm-hmm. full size ten gallon pots, so that's such a jump up in size and when they're that small going into a pot like that, they're really only using like four or so inches outwards from where you transplanted in of actual water and soil for the first couple of days. So you almost really only need a touch <laughs> of water when you transplant into yeah. a pot like that because yeah, it'll it'll sit there and the water will wick into the the small the inner soil for days and days and days and days and just seem like it's you almost wonder how it can take that long for soil to dry out, especially well, when yeah, it's in because... a fabric pot too, and it's so hot in the greenhouse, it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. But it's just and you even pick up the it. pot, and it won't be heavy, but then you'll fill down, and right in the middle, it's yeah. soaking wet. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's definitely that took some getting used to. It's an easy. It's an easy one to do, especially when you're, you know, like you said, when you transplant, you got a whole bunch of plants ready, and you've been working all day getting them all transplanted. Last thing you got to do is water, and you can finally be done. It's so easy to just accidentally give them a little bit too much, and yeah, I did it. You know, it happens. We've all done it. You know, it's <laughs> hey, get it out, get get it, get it out of the way at the beginning of the year, and mm-hmm. get back on the A game. It's all good. Yeah, but yeah, we're we're working on. Um, obviously prepping, taking clones, yep. getting all of our babies We're, ready to go. Yeah, we've been working really hard on on our mothers this year and having, we kind of cut down our number of strains mothers. we're going to do. Yeah, and we're going to do some, you know, fewer mothers, better quality mothers, mm-hmm. and really kind of focus on things a little bit differently. And yeah, they're, they're ready to have some clones taken off of them and start vegging them out for our first, for our light dip rounder, so coming in April and yeah, that's the hardest thing to do is when you're pheno hunting and you have all of these females pop up and you're like, uh-huh. oh, how do I pick the best ones? But yeah. that's important with cloning. You need to make sure that they have good genetics, yeah. but also that they're going to produce enough for you to yeah. take enough clones for it to be worthwhile. Oh, most definitely. And that's that's one thing we, we definitely dealt with the other day. I took some test clones off of a bunch of our mothers with you know a couple goals in mind it gives me an opportunity to sit down one-on-one with each mom so I've got multiple moms of each strain they're all numbered out one through however many I have but it gives me a chance to sit down with each mom and really see what the structure of the plant is and how well I can work it and shape it to produce a quality number uh, you know quality clones in a high number and then two it also gives me an opportunity as I'm taking these clones, seeing how fast they root, how well they root, how well they hold their color. If they need fed a lot, all that kind of stuff. So that really also helps me understand if this is a strain that I'm going to want to run as a mom. If it's going to take me forever to root a bunch of clones, I'll probably go ahead and pass on it. But if I can do them quick, that's definitely a good thing that I'm going to put down in the notebook to pay attention to in the future. And then also we'll be able to take those those test clones and then take and run them through a flower cycle and really make sure that they're going to hold up to our environment and they're going to produce at a level that is sustainable for us and makes sense for us financially as a commercial farm to do. Yeah, whenever you're taking your own clones, you really got to keep in mind that the better you get at them, 
every single time you take clones is a new experience. Once you get it dialed in, it's important. We have our exact way we take our clones. Yep. We personally like to use HydroBio to soak our cubes in. Yep. That, that, I really feel like that goes a long ways in helping maintain a balance in the cube, keeping some you know, low levels of nutrients in it, helps with the microbiology in it a lot, and really helps with keeping a, a low stress environment during a high stress you know, procedure and keeping those clones green and healthy and happy the whole way through and not having a period where you're catching up because of the cloning process really gives you a, a nice jump step forward and goes a long way. I mean, we, we're able to use that and pretty much just that and water and soil and run for quite a while. And it's nice because they're not having to experience any more trauma than they already are and once you introduce it at this stage it's easier whenever we foliar and water in mm -hmm. yeah, hydro bio is a absolutely fantastic foliar when you when you fog that in you can you can tell immediately afterwards the, the plant health has definitely increased quite a bit and it's you know it's it's so cheap to run compared to a lot of the other products in the same category that it, it's hard to to choose anything else and it's really well-rounded with everything it has in it and definitely something to look into for anyone small scale all the way up to commercial to they even have different formulas for animals and stuff like that and probiotics and everything and it's a if you're an organic grower even non-organic it's you know something to definitely look into that's for sure <clears throat> Agreed. what else we got going on here I was taking a drink, sorry. <laughs> the seed, seed update. update yep. So we harvested our first round of fem seeds for Golden Standard, which is pretty cool, pretty I'm exciting, pretty nerve-wracking, but it's They're cool. They're beautiful. They, they are. They, they look, look really great. Good. They got every marker we're looking for in seeds. Yep, that's for sure. And it's, it's cherry squares crossed with uh, our, our Elmer's Mutt. And both great strains, and that'll be cool. We've had a lot of people requesting the fem seeds over the last couple of years, so I'm excited to be able to finally say, "Yeah, we got fem seeds." When the home growers ask, that is super exciting. You know, I can't wait to test them out. Mm -hmm, that's gonna be cool. We're we're gonna let those dry for a couple more weeks, but we do have some of our reg strains that we harvested the seeds from about two weeks ago that are ready for testing here in the next couple days so that'll be cool to pick some of those out and start running them and the testing period like we say all the time is so important i mean but that's just as important as coming up with the name which can be super it's so nerve-wracking because you're like i want to make sure we hit all the crosses yep. you know it, just it, to try to portray and i like too, to try and yeah I want the name to kind of show what, you know, give you an idea of what you're about to smoke, what you're about to grow, and the experience you're about to get from it. So sometimes, you know, That's we'll, be, a lot in the name. <laughs> we'll be sitting there having an idea of what we want to do for a strain name, or you always have a list that we're writing. But a lot of the time, we like to wait until we're actually running it and testing it out so that we can get a feel for it and what it's actually going to have to offer. And then we'll start dialing in what our strain name's in. And it's, you know, that's, that's definitely a fun process. Of course, you also got to make it, it can't be too long, so you can't fit it on the label. And <laughs> or the batches or whatever. 
It's yep. always a stressor. You know, now, it's a super long name. Now I have to deal with it in a regulatory standpoint. Oh, yeah. Dealing with it on the commercial side, you almost have other things you would have never thought of that mm-hmm. you'd kind of start to consider. And yeah, like the paperwork that's going to be involved. How many times do I want to write this oh, long yeah. name out? No, yeah. It was so cute when we had SFV tested. The lady was so pumped that she knew what it, standed, what it stood for. Yep. She typed it all the way out. We're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, we love it. We appreciate it. But when it shows up on the shelves and people are like, why? Yeah, it was so cute. But yeah, those we're super excited for those. We had some other stuff come up this week. We actually had an ohm inspection. Yep, which was it was it was nice. Uh I was super nervous. Obviously, anytime you get inspected, it's nobody likes rules. But (laughs) at the same time, we we have an appreciation for for rules and regulations when it comes to keeping a quality and kind of helping keep everybody accountable and all that and yeah it was very cool we had um she came in and i like that they're going at an educational standpoint Mm -hmm. it's not so much berating and making you feel bad that you didn't know it it's they literally go through question for question and really fill you in yeah and if you happen to miss it they're you know giving you the chance to make it right yeah giving you plenty of ample opportunity to get things fixed and show that you're trying oh yeah i mean we spent couple hours i think with mm-hmm. her just asking questions and really just going over stuff and, and she would answer every detail. question with a really good answer and if she didn't know she had her you know a piece of paper she was writing her notes down and she was going to get the information uh-huh. for us it was a it was a great experience it was it was a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be and yeah just getting to really kind of get down into the details and why some of it is and learning that you know a lot of the rules that we didn't quite understand why they were there but or we thought were super small and didn't make uh sense it just comes they're they're keeping the farmer in mind and trying to keep the farmer protected from any liabilities from anything and trying to save everybody money and trying to make sure that the patient's getting a good quality product a good consistent product and that really nobody out there is trying to circle around the rules to you know do anybody any harm or anything like that they're really Quality and safety and keeping the patient in mind is really a, a big part of what I saw out of there. There. I agree, and super easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like, like we said, it, we were super nervous, and we were able to bring up the questions, and they were not they weren't that hard of questions because I don't feel that it was that stressful. There was a few things that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, definitely. Um. When it comes to, you know, like keeping the records. Seven yep. years, that's a long time to keep your records, but yep. it makes sense. Yep. That's how long you keep your taxes for. And There's definitely a, a, lot of, things. a lot of paperwork in it that can, from the outside, sounds extremely overwhelming. Sounds like so much, but really it's just... As you it's run day books. to day, it makes sense. Yep, and it, you want that for your own personal <laughs> exactly. data. Exactly. I mean, that's just it too. That's kind of what I ended up seeing out of it too, is a lot of the logbooks, the way they want you to do it, is logbooks that we should be doing already as businesses and as growers and all that because it's going to help us remember what we did. Was We'll be able to now go look back at our logbooks for them and see what made a certain run do better than another. If we had a failure, we'll be able to track where a failure came from. If we had something sneak in, we'll be able to figure it out. And it'll be really nice to have all this information on hand for ourselves just to be able to go back and really have. One thing that I didn't really you know imagine would be part of it was for the test log they want to know the conditions you took it in and who took it and stuff like that i you would you know 
running a small girl like ours, it's going to be me or Chris. Yeah. And usually us together, one of us will pick it and then, you know, we'll go over it and make sure that's what we want. You know, everything yeah. looks right and it meets the parameters, our testing places asking for but yeah the conditions i wouldn't have thought to write that down but like yep. she said it could catch anything that you're not aware of they had, that might be slipping the mind she had spoken about a, another farm in the area or, i mean and she covers eight counties so not necessarily our area but in our area that had a certain time of the year at the end of the year that was failing for a very particular type of mold but only during harvest during that time of the year that all their harvest during the rest of the year were coming out clean and fine. Her partner happened to know that that type of mold came from pecans in particular and was really you know common in pecan farms and trees and nuts and all that. And the time of year when they were failing for that mold was during pecan harvest season. There's a bunch of pecan trees yep, all around. They were the farm. able to talk about it and go find the pecan trees that was causing them to fail those tests during that time of year. So they stopped harvesting during that time of year. But having those, they wouldn't have really caught that if they didn't have their log books on hand showing that every year this is when they're failing only during that, and then being able to go back through and find it and talk about it and figure it out. You know, that's a that's a great opportunity for everybody and on a whole agricultural standpoint and you know it wouldn't have might not have happened other words and you know really cool yeah i i definitely like the that that that, you know opening up your mind to why it's important because you know sometimes with rules and regulations you feel like they're putting the thumb down for unnecessary purposes you're only doing it to cannabis you're only doing it to cannabis but we, we do know from, you know, other experiences and people we know and all that, that a lot of other agricultural industries out there have some pretty strict rules and inspections that they got to follow and abide by. And every, everybody's got their hoops they got to jump through. And we all know that it's, it's an ever-changing industry and culture with us for cannabis, and it probably will be for the next 10 to 15 years. But we got to figure it out. we got to figure it out. And, you know, if we can all work together in figuring out a system that works good for us all and really communicating with each other will go a long ways. And I'm sure it will level out eventually. But some rules and regulations, you know, as they pointed out to us, it really will go a long ways in helping protect the patient, protecting the consumer, and making sure we have consistent, quality, clean products for everyone continually. And it's, it's important. Yeah, it's definitely cool having someone on your side that can help answer any questions that you have. Yeah. Yep, not so scary after all. Not so scary after all. <laughs> but, you well, know. you know, I felt like I had a test the next day. My stomach yeah. was hurting. I was, you know, panicked. It's definitely definitely <laughs> a good start to the season, though, in a mm-hmm. way, because now it's, you know... It feels that was good one of the more seeing scary all the stuff we're passing on. Yep, yeah, yeah. It makes you feel comfortable and have pride in what you're doing. She was very impressed with our labels and, you know, our, yeah, a our lot of logo those. and stuff like that. that some we had of our spent, processes. Yeah, and... We had put a lot of time and effort into, so that was like a pat on the back. Yeah, it was definitely rewarding. Makes us feel that much more pre- prepared for this year and Especially what we're going into. Farm, yeah. Lost High Weights. Yeah. We now know what we need to be doing, and it just it feels good to see us on the right track. Yep. Especially now with the the weather seems like it's kind of floating around in a little bit more decent direction. I mean, we do have some cold snaps and some wind coming through and all that, but... My body knows it. (laughs) uh, These warmer days, finally being able to have the greenhouse, opening up the sides on the greenhouse and getting some fresh airflow and all that through there. Makes you really look forward to the summer. Yep, definitely. And moms are looking good. Clones are looking good. It's going to... 
It's going to be fun. Yeah, we had a, a really fun trip running up to Oklahoma City for some appointments. Yeah. We went to the Skeleton Museum. Yep, the that Osteology Museum. Awesome. That yeah. was so was much called? fun. Wasn't it called Skeletons? It was a, a skull something. I can't yeah. remember. But it's it's really cool. If you're yep. from Oklahoma, Oklahoma City over in the Sunny out. Lane. Yeah. Yep, that was, yeah, no, that was a really cool experience. Kids had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. Super nice people. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was know. a fun trip. You know, it was cool being able to take the kids swimming, and the pool was heated. Yep, heated very pool. heated. Yeah, I mean, not like so your typical cool. like, oh, it's you know a few degrees above comfortable. It was very warm. Yeah, yeah. Normally, nice. I don't get to go swimming with the kids because I can't handle the cold water and all that. And I was actually able to get to go swimming, so that was a lot of fun for all of us as a family. So definitely. Cool. A, a rewarding trip. One of the most yep. rewarding trips we've had in a while. Finally getting a good vacation from last year's, last season. <laughs> Being so <laughs> yeah. busy. Prepare us a little bit for this year. Yeah, it was definitely different taking the kids to the doctor up there. Uh-huh. They have, you know, a whole, their whole, at Oklahoma, the Children's Hospital, OU, is where we went. And the whole floor is dedicated to GI. And uh-huh. yeah, it, was it was cool. That was our first time going there for them versus... Being in going to Denver to RMPGI and yeah, new experience and new place and you yeah, know, that's nice. The hospital is nice in Denver, but I've never seen a hospital that big. Yeah. It was cool. They you know had these little dogs for sale in the gift shop that all the money went to proceeds for to re-upping their equipment for their dogs and getting new dogs trained and uh-huh. it was cool. I've never seen a hospital have. Yep. That that kind of patient surfaces yeah, and all yeah. that kind of going on. And they were super and... nice and very helpful. Yeah, it was cool. That looks like we're getting down to the the stubby here, the end of the joint. I've never seen the a roach, joint last so long. The crutch, <laughs> but you know, I guess it is what it is. We've got to get ourselves down and ready for tomorrow. It's another day of the sun coming up and the plants growing. Super excited. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you guys ever need anything or have any questions, let us know. Yep, we're both on Instagram at Lost Highway Farms and Highway Toki Mama, and we'd love to hear from you guys at any time. Alrighty, thank you. See ya.